2: Happy sunny Thursday afternoon to you. Happy to have you with us here. Um, so I've gotten a lot better. I don't really hit the snooze button anymore. And I get up really early, but I get up shortly before I need to be on my game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't, I think there are two kinds of people. There are Those of the people that set their alarm for an hour before they actually have to be up so that they can hit their alarm five times before they actually have to be out of bed. And then there's those of us, maybe because I wake up early enough as it is, that I just the alarm goes off. I know what I got to do, and I got to get up and go. And I never hit the snooze because I never really can. But I think the story is interesting.
1: No doubt. Yeah, I, I'm the type, by the way, that has gotten so accustomed to when my alarm is going to go off mm-hmm. that normally I'll wake up two minutes before my alarm is about to go Same. off. And I and I look over going, oh, how much time do I have left to sleep? Oh, a minute and a half. Great. <laughs> so just give up and get up at that point. But yeah, they said it had been long believed that if you do that, you're actually making it worse on yourself, that the more times you go back and hit the snooze bar, that you, you get that extra couple of minutes and then it goes off again, and you get into seven or nine more minutes or whatever it goes off again, that by the time you finally do get up, you're going to be so groggy that you're actually doing yourself harm by continuing to hit the snooze button. So somebody actually finally did the legwork on it and found out, nope.
2: They said no. There is no. They did a couple of pretty decent studies here. Uh, no evidence that snoozing past your morning alarm has negative effects on sleep and cognitive processes. In fact, they said snoozing may actually help your sleeping, your your normal waking process, if that's what you are used to. Uh, the first study that they did here observed the waking habits of about 1,700 adults. About two-thirds of them reported hitting the snooze button or setting multiple alarms. Um, And then the other study just focused on the sleeping and waking patterns of 31 people that almost always hit the snooze button. And they said, yeah, they did not find, even, they said, yeah, if you you hit the snooze button, you're going to lose a little bit of sleep because you're waking up instead of just, you know, you can either sleep for 30 solid minutes or wake up every five minutes, you're going to lose some sleep, but it did not have effects on stress hormone levels, levels, morning tiredness, mood, or overnight sleep quality.
1: Yeah, and I'm trying to remember which one is which, because I know that um, when it comes to falling asleep, from being awake to, to being asleep, I think that's the one that takes 15 minutes. But from waking up, like actually, you know, gaining consciousness to the time when you're fully awake is like seven or eight. Nobody wakes up ready to go. I mean, as you pointed out, you, you have that couple of minutes in the morning where you try to wake up before you you have to be doing anything to give yourself that kind of time to adjust from sleeping to wakefulness. And that's probably a really smart way to do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I make coffee that's and because I'm doing either the French press or the mocha pot yeah Yeah. it takes you know three minutes for the water to boil and then Uh you gotta let the coffee and the French press sit for 10 and by then I've gotten dressed and I've just kind of I also start my day um when it's dark and I I I live alone and so for the first until we start the show quite frankly I'm I don't really have to deal with anybody else which helps (laughs) you know it just it allows me to go a little more slowly and yeah. weekends, too, quite frankly.
1: So with that thing with hitting the snooze bar, you know, three or four times, my guess would be that whatever level of sleep you're going back to is progressively less deep. So you're doing the right. same thing. You're 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 just ramping up to being awake. It just takes some people a little bit longer to do that.
2: I'll be honest. This surprises me a little bit because it just seems like logic just tells me if you hit the alarm and keep going back to bed and hit the alarm and go back to bed, like why not just for those of you that do this, let's talk about it. For for those of you that, because somebody just texted and said, I set my alarm an hour before I have to get up and I hit snooze six times. (laughs) Why not just set your alarm for the time you actually have to get up instead of setting the snooze six times? Yeah.
1: What do you feel like you gain from that? Um, Yeah. Because as I said, I mean, usually by the time my alarm goes off, I'm already up. I'm just dreading the fact that it's about to happen.
2: I also wonder, because the study didn't get into this as much, but do John what time do you generally I don't really know cuz it seems like you're you're up and kind of going at various times that I see in the morning but yeah. we're both really bad sleepers well, so
1: and and it all depends on what I have to do that day. So my I actually I have two alarms set uh, one of them at 645, and that's supposed to be, and that's the one that I usually, I usually wake up anywhere between 640 and 643, and okay. my eyes will pop up, and I'll look over and go, yep, yep, here we go again, and then I have another one set at 715, but mm-hmm. I almost never sleep in between. That's 715 a lot, because I get a lot of stuff done in the morning that yeah. it, most of it is show related, but some of it isn't. Uh, if I have, you know, e- emails to answer and, you know, things to book and things like that, that that 715 alarm is, all right, get to it. You need to get back, you, get your head in the show now and and start setting up things. So, yeah, that's it, usually about 645. So
2: part of what I'm curious about is because they found that people who hit the snooze button tend to be younger than people who don't and identified themselves as evening types more than morning people, which I know that you are. You're, you're more of a night person than Definitely. a morning person. And usually if you're a morning person, it's because you have to be. And you're on a little bit more of a schedule like me, and you don't have the luxury of, you'd rather just wake up closer to when you have to get up. So I'm curious for those of you that consider yourselves to be night people, it makes sense. You just don't like waking up in the morning. And so you're hitting snooze as much as you can and pushing your wake up time as long as you can.
1: Yeah, it's it's rare that even after that 645, I mean, the 715 alarm is also my fail safe if I do uh-huh. happen to fall back asleep, but that's so, especially these days, so incredibly rare that it really is just a, a reminder of, okay, now it's time to start getting focused.
2: Phone lines are ringing, and then we'll bring Colin here in a second, because he's the guy that sets the does the snooze five times before he wakes up. Again, what's your what are you getting out of that? What's your reason for doing it? I get hit in the snooze once, maybe. Why six times? I love
1: this. Somebody on the text line said, I used to set an alarm three or four hours before I had to wake up. I loved waking <laughs> up in the middle of the night, looking at the clock and going, nope, and going back to bed. They said, I have no clue why I did that. I, yeah, I don't know either, but I, I get that of, you know, having the alarm go off and getting that moment of dread and going, oh, no. And then realizing, no, I still have three
2: hours. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, I wake up that time anyway. I often am awake three or four hours
1: before I have to wake
2: up and look and go, okay, I got some time. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to do it on
1: purpose. Oh, my gosh. Let's see what Laura in Blue Springs has to add in. Hi, Laura. Hey, guys. What's um, happening?
3: Well, pretty obnoxiously for my husband, um, I we get up at 6. My first alarm goes off at 4.30 a.m., um i am so scared of oversleeping, of being uh-huh. in a deep sleep that i give myself ample time to snooze for however long i need to um just because i'm i'm afraid to be in that deep sleep of when i really need to wake up
2: you know this is an interesting question for couples which is where i thought you were going um mm-hmm. because i've been in a situation where i have been in a relationship and because i wake up early He doesn't have to and absolutely does not even want to hear my alarm go off, let alone hear it go off multiple times. So I get so nervous about it that I wake up before my
1: alarm.
3: Oh, he hates me in the morning, absolutely yeah. hates me, but I, I could care. I mean, you know, I love him, but I could
1: care less. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got to do what you got to do, right? Right, yep.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, uh, Laura, thanks. Uh, yeah, I wonder if that's why, because we've seen a couple of stories like this over recent history as well, why more and more couples who are either in long-term relationships or married are sleeping in separate bedrooms. Yeah,
2: it makes sense. Sleep is important. Yeah. And we all have a hard time getting
1: the quality sleep we need. Yeah, and I've said before, I mean, I know there are signs like I get really nasty leg cramps sometimes and things like that. And and I know when I'm going to have a bad night. And if I have a bad (laughs) night, I'm not going to put Jen through that. I'll sleep in the other room. Colin, how many
2: times are you setting, hitting snooze? Here in the course of a morning? Um,
1: I usually hit the snooze
0: once or twice, but I set like five alarms to make sure that I <laughs> can get up. And it varies from day to day because I have to get so my schedule, uh alarm goes off at 6 45, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh alarm goes off at 619 on Tuesday, Thursdays.
2: How specific?
0: Yes. And then from there, I work in 15 minute increments just to make sure that like if I end up falling back asleep or five, cause I, I've missed alarms before you know it happened in college it happened in high school it happened. you know it's happened not recently but you know what i mean like you're up late trying to get work done or you're trying to do something and you just miss the alarm and i can't afford to have that happen
1: so if if you didn't uh do you have days where you don't have to get up no that never happens no i'm pretty much always having to get up every day because weekends you got football stuff to do still yeah uh if if you didn't, like if if none of your alarms worked, if something went horribly wrong in the universe and none of your alarms went off, you, do you have any idea what time you would probably wake up? Seven. Really? Okay. So it's you'd lose 45 minutes. Yeah. Or 15. And, and yeah.
0: honestly, 7 a.m., 7.30 is like sleeping in for me anyways. Okay. So... Yeah, I think my body would naturally just kind of say, Hey, why are you not awake at this point? So we're just gonna go on ahead and do it for you. You'd like to
1: think that, wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah.
0: But it, it goes from like 630, 645, 7. I don't think I said anything past 715, 730, but I just yeah. I have to make sure I get up and I know that I've slept through alarms before and that's why I do it. Good man.
2: I'm always curious about that too. Like, do you put your phone in the next room? I use my that device with the name is my backup alarm yeah so because it's in another room like i would have to get up t- to tell her to hush to get me up
0: so what i tried doing in high school is i would put my phone or my alarm on the other side of the room yeah. so that i would have to get up to go turn it off and then some mornings i just wouldn't hear it because it was too far away
1: <laughs> and then no other good. mornings i would get up and i would hear it but then i would turn it off and just walk back to bed because i was still too tired i tried that once and and there's a reason why I only tried it once because I don't even remember doing it. But what I woke up to finally when I did wake up was that on the other side of the room where the clock was, it was off the table and and had come unplugged because I had apparently thrown a trophy at it. Oh so gosh. yeah, I was like it woke Jeez, up and I was fanatic. so annoyed at the thing. I was like I grabbed the first heavy thing I could find and just whipped it across the room and got lucky enough to hit it and knock it off the table.
2: Let's get to another caller. here. Uh, Jacob's called us out of Platte City. Hey,
1: Jacob. Oh,
3: well, I am like calling. I'll uh, um naturally if I don't set an alarm, I'll wake up seven thirty, eight o'clock. But um I am definitely the snooze as long as I can. Well, anymore, it's actually really I'll I'll set the alarm. Say I need to be in into work at seven. I'll set it for five o'clock because I'll sleep through the first hour of it and wake up about six o'clock and then just kind of lay there for about twenty minutes, wondering if I really need this job. <laughs> and then, and then within the last ten minutes, realized, yeah, I really need this job, and I need to get like going pretty quickly. So you can right actually s-
1: you can sleep while your alarm is going off. You just sleep and ignore it.
3: Oh yeah, I'll sleep through the first about hour of it. Sometimes going wow. will wake my wife up, and she'll kind of like violently kick me and get your ass up. You need to get to work. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's that's always a help. I'm just amazed. Yeah, that, that sh- you don't get kicked a lot. Uh, <laughs> well, she used to she used to wake up to it all the time,
3: and then after we had a kid, and she kind of started working similar hours to me, and and uh, now she just sleeps through it, and then she got um, used to it. I, yeah, yeah, she sets hers for six, and then she'll sleep through about three of them, and then finally get up.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Either get the louder alarms or, or yeah, you got to get something figured out there. I've never, yeah. If something goes off, even if it, I forget and leave it on silent. So it, mm-hmm. just, so the phone's just sitting there buzzing. That'll wake me up.
2: Me too. The vibrational yeah. it Cause usually that's where mine is. I have to, we have to get to a break, but I have to read this text really fast because I laughed. Somebody said I'm a night owl. I have to be in the office at seven ish. Mornings are the devil. I have three alarms set, the wake up, get up, and oh crap, I'll be late alarms. <laughs> yes. Three's reasonable. Yeah. I get that. Not Collins five or the six.
1: Yeah. That's about, getting to be And a bit about much. the snoozing, I just wonder, I mean, uh, yeah, how much do you feel like that sleep does for you? Do you really get to sleep for seven more minutes? Is it real sleep?
2: Well, I guess if you fall back to sleep right away.
1: Yeah. I guess. You almost you have know. to.
2: Yeah, 913-586-7798 if you want in. We'll get to more of your comments on this next on KMBZ. So I hate to be the one looking for the flaws in a plan, but I'm reading the description of how Amazon plans to start delivering medicines to your house by drone, (laughs) which they're going to start doing in College Station, Texas first, (sighs) where you can order your medicines, in a variety of ways online, and then they guarantee they will be at your doorstep via drone within 60
1: minutes. Jamie, what happened at your doorstep a little bit earlier this week? <laughs> Stolen. Uh-huh. Boy, nobody ever, no, nobody ever steals drugs, do they? <laughs> Especially if
2: they're labeled uh, like from a yeah. pharmacy.
1: <laughs> Here's your Walgreens order. Hey, great. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds like a heck of an idea. Um, now, th- there are already restrictions in place, for example, um, my my wife, one of her prescriptions is a controlled substance. It's a barbiturate. Um, I can go pick that up for her. But if I do, I need to give them my driver's license so they can scan it and show who picked it up. If she picks it up, she doesn't have to do that. But, yeah, uh, so my guess would be that they're probably going to start this program without doing that with controlled substances. But even at that, like you pointed out, criminals are stupid. And if they walk by and see the name of a drugstore on a box outside somebody's door, they're going to lift it.
2: Here's how they describe this. Um, a pharmacist, so you, are there's Amazon Pharmacy for those who have never done that. They already have that. So now they're just tacking on this drone delivery service. So eligible Amazon Pharmacy customers select free drone delivery in less than 60 minutes at checkout. A pharmacist then ensures medications are located and transported to a customer's home within the hour. There is nothing in this that talks about ensuring that the person that ordered this actually gets the delivery. Yeah.
1: I you, you think about the hoops that you have to jump through if you have booze delivered to your house, <laughs> right? They can't yes. they can't just leave it there on the doorstep. They can't because they're afraid a kid might have ordered it or somebody might steal it. You not only do they have to hand it to you, you have to show them ID when they hand it to you. They've got to tick off a little box that they did that. But but not for drugs, huh? Yeah, great. No, this is dumb.
2: And if you want to get in, feel free, because I just think this is hilarious. I just, I don't know how this is going to work. So here's how they describe it. Cameras on the drone feed into a network trained to identify objects so that they don't hit them. (laughs) When they get to your home, the drone safely and slowly lowers itself above a delivery marker, which you must have to designate, I assume. And I assume it's got to be clear, it's got to be open air, like not have anything above it. Right. So it can't be your doorstep because there's probably going to be something hanging over that. A computer vision will detect any structures or objects protruding from the ground, including people and animals, and check to see if they've got a decent path and if there's any interference. When the delivery zone is clear, the drone releases the package, and it goes back up in the air. and goes
1: back to the delivery center. And stops watching. (laughs) Yes. Um okay it's and it's also it's great that they're waiting until the pets are out of the delivery area but what's mm-hmm. to stop the pet from coming back to the delivery area because because dogs never get into things they're not supposed to either
2: yes i i'm i'm just i appreciate the idea of drone delivery of things this sound this I'm sure it's more complicated than what they're describing, but they're describing it to be too simple.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Because, I mean, even things that are completely innocuous, if you take them as directed, I mean, we've talked before about the fact that not a very large overdose of Tylenol can kill you. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have a dog that's of of a mind to get into things every now and again, and ours do, believe it, then, um, yeah, th- this sounds like it could be a very dangerous thing. The only thing that I think, I mean, if I were going to do something like this, I would have to have like a big box out in the backyard right? that yeah. it would go into. And if if they can't get it that close, then I wouldn't do it. I'll, I'll Gosh, go so pick a, up my prescriptions.
2: That's actually a good point. Accuracy.
1: Yeah. How How high does it drop it from? Right.
2: And how accurate is it?
1: Yeah, it's like dropping a pin on Google Maps. You know, if you're trying to show somebody where to get, like the like the Domino's delivery thing that we talked about a little while ago. I mean, the, the difference obviously is if your Domino's order gets screwed up, it's not going to kill <laughs> you. <laughs> you know, it's not going to kill anybody else either. Or if somebody steals your pizza. That's annoying, but it's generally not deadly.
2: And wind and weather. Yep. And those prescriptions are light. And then what happens? If you have concerns, nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight still to come story. We saw out of slate.com that said people don't really slow dance anymore. We'll get into that coming up here on KMBZ. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So wasn't that a rite of passage for us all? Don't we all have that memory of being at a school dance? Maybe sixth grade, maybe seventh grade, maybe it was high school. And you're, yeah, you're touching the other person but you're keeping your body as far away from them as you possibly can, Maybe you as you're were. just slowly <laughs> kind of move. Oh, I don't know what, I don't know what you did, but you're just kind of moving back and forth because you sort of don't know what you're doing. Uh huh. I think that's, that's what a lot of us remember for some of our first slow dances. There was a really interesting story at a slate.com that they got from a billboard.com article asking why the slow dance is going away. They asked the death of the slow dance. And it's really interesting because a lot of this gets into the music has changed and the kinds of dancing has changed.
1: Yeah. Nobody's listening to Johnny rivers anymore. You know, (laughs) that's uh, that's who that song was a minute ago, but yeah, that was one of them. Um, yeah, we had a conversation a while back. Uh, I mentioned that Jen and I had gone on a trip up to Wisconsin to go see a friend of ours get married. And she was a girl that I knew back in middle school, had a huge crush on back then. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we got to talking. And it was like, yeah, hey, remember those school dances. And with us, it was Faithfully by Journey. That was the song. That was the one that we always slow dance to.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> some of you were texting in. Give us a call. Colin, I need to put you on the spot for a second. (laughs) Because you're the youngest out of this group here, significantly. And you told me recently that you've been going to a lot of weddings, that a lot of your friends who are your age are getting engaged and getting married. And you are going to a lot of those weddings. What's the dance scene like at weddings these days? It's just a party.
0: There's not not a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean... There's like one slow song. Obviously, you have like the first dance, the mother daughter, the daddy daughter dance. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. My, did I say mother daughter? What did <laughs> <Yeah>. I say? <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes yeah, I'm can, not gonna judge. You can do that too. But yeah, you have all the all the the typical ones that you see. But then everything else is pretty upbeat, fast paced. Everyone's just there to party, and 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 it doesn't. At least the ones that I've been to recently haven't slowed down a ton.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, once the chicken dance and the electric slide are mm-hmm. over, then it's just yeah, it's all upbeat stuff. Um and it's funny too, cause I was I was looking over a list of uh of slow dance songs. I mean, there are a couple of Ed Sheeran numbers on here, so it's not all oh, yeah. you know, devastatingly yeah. old stuff. But, uh, you know, most of what's on here, I mean, they even had Slow Dancing, which we just played. Um, and Faithfully by Journey is on here. Slow Dance by A.J. Mitchell. At Last by Etta James, one of those beautiful songs in the history of mankind. Um, yeah, and and what's funny about them is I, I remember this from the skating rink days of this is a couple. <laughs> this is a couple skate regular direction. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, that it was that most of them are breakup songs. You know what I mean? The, the, the songs themselves. Oh, now themselves, I gotta think about that. Yeah. I, I, it's funny because a lot of those slow kind of, um, you know, the, the really heartfelt sort of ballady numbers. One of the the ones they have on here, in fact, number three on the list is Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. That's a breakup song.
2: Okay. So I have a list. I Googled um, best slow dance songs of the 2020s. And it's a wedding list that comes up. <laughs> yeah, so there's. Of course. There's best slow dance songs, classic popular and instrumental, which I think is interesting. So the number one on this list is You're Beautiful by James Blunt. There you go. Um, When You Say Nothing at All by Alison Krauss, which is one of the prettiest, she's just got a voice. It's one of the prettiest songs I've ever heard. Um, The Lion King makes it with Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Of
1: course. All right.
2: Uh, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. Uh, You're Still the One by Shania Twain. None of these are super Not a lot of these are super modern, though.
1: Oh, yeah, that Aerosmith song. That's an early 90s tune, if I remember right. Uh,
2: All of Me by John Legend. Showed up as a big one. Okay. And then we get older with some of these. Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton. There you go,
1: 1977.
2: At Last by Etta James. Uh, Whole New World from Aladdin. Again, we're going Disney. Uh, God Bless the Broken Road by The Rascal Flats. That's country-ish. Lady in Red. Is it Krista Berg? Is that how I yes. last name? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Of, uh, oh, what was his big hit? Um, Don't Pay the Ferryman.
2: Okay. Um, and then for popular ones, Adele, uh, Make You Feel My Love, Unforgettable, Nat King Cole, and Natalie Cole.
1: Here's another Lionel one. Lionel
2: Richie's on here.
1: Boy, here's another one from the high school days. Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House. <laughs> what a great tune. <laughs> and yeah, I, I'm sure I slow danced to that one more than once.
2: So one of the questions I have is opportunity to slow dance. I, I don't know. Um, I don't want to, I don't know what it's like for my parents. Right. I don't know if they, you know, after high school had opportunities, if sock hops were a thing and stuff, but yeah. I just wonder outside of weddings, slow dancing isn't something you do in a club. So where do you do
1: it? Yeah, really, yeah. and that's that's probably why we're all going back to the school days because it was it was the eighth grade dance or the you know the freshman whatever you uh, know even prom I mean that's that was all about slow dancing as well so I mean yeah, some of these are weird the the ones that are on my <laughs> list I mean, they came up with in my life by the Beatles which is a beautiful song it's one of John's uh, most I guess prettiest pieces of music but I don't think that's a really a slow dance song. Um, I, because it's got to it's got to have a, that kind of swaying beat to it right I mean yeah. to be able to do that and in my life really doesn't
2: so that's one of the points that the story makes too that I forgot about I'm glad you said that is that the music has changed that even slow music doesn't have the rhythm yeah. for you to slow dance to. it's pretty and it's and it's nice but it's not danceable
1: I'm looking over the what the yeah what the text line is saying and, and you're right I mean somebody said I haven't heard Stairway to Heaven yeah and you won't for the same reason first of all there's the second half of that song <laughs> you know where it's where it's all you know driving guitars and stuff not really slow dance worthy um, but I, I, yeah I mean Elton John probably did a good 10 or 15 of them that would work. Billy Joel certainly did 10 or 15 of them that would work. But yeah, what are those numbers? And what are the ones that that you remember? Like, is there one for you that was always the one that you knew they were going to play at the dance and you were just kind of waiting for it so you could go go over and and ask that person you've really dug to dance?
2: I challenge anyone to tell me what their prom theme song was. Because for a lot of us, that's what we remember the song. If we remember token songs like out of our high school, it's whatever the theme song to our prom was.
1: Um, Yes. Yeah. Um, Boy, here's a list. This one came out of Spotify, which really surprises me because you you want to talk about old songs? Wow. They start their 50 best uh, slow dance songs ever with The Way You Look Tonight by Fred Astaire. Wow. Uh, Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. Johnny Mathis with Chances Are. Uh, When a Man Loves a Woman by Percy Sledge. All right, that, Mm -hmm. that's a great choice. Yes. Crazy by Patsy Cline. Uh, Sea of Love, they they say by the Platters. Sea of Love was Phil Phillips, and then it was Robert Plant. Uh, I don't remember the Platters doing that one, but they might have. So, uh, yeah, I only have eyes for you. This is all stuff that's from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. There's got to be newer stuff.
2: We'll go to your phone calls here in a sec, but I found one more list because I'm looking to see like what what's the newer stuff is that's being played. Um, uh, Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. You said Ed Sheeran. That's the one. All of Me is on here. Yep. Um, Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton, we mentioned. At Last by Etta James is on this list. I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith is on here. We're not coming up with a lot. We're not making that music
1: no. as that, much anymore. Let's go to uh, Martin at Liberty and see what he's got to add into this. Hey, Martin, how you doing?
3: Hey, I'm doing good. How are you today?
1: Fantastic. Awesome.
3: Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, so I'm 38, my wife's 38, and we like to, you know, dance in the kitchen once we got our daughter up to sleep, and we'll put on, you know, some Louis Armstrong, and she, her, one of her favorite songs is La Vie and Rose.
1: Yeah. And,
3: uh, you know, I'm I'm from Cuban heritage, so we'll also sometimes put on some uh, some Betty Moray and some old, old, like Vicente Valdez kind of stuff that, you know, our grandparents, great-grandparents used to dance to. We love all that. That's beautiful. Yeah, some of the some of the new music isn't really for, you know, like what we would consider, you know, our slow dance.
1: Yeah, yeah Tito Puente didn't do a lot of slow dances. <laughs> no, so yeah. No. But but you're right. I mean, some of the the Cuban artists and the artists from the Caribbean, I mean all over the place, uh, there's some beautiful music came out of there. Uh, nice shot, Martin. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you Thanks getting Thanks for
2: the in. call. So I, we're definitely getting a sense of how old our listeners are because you're telling us what your prom songs were uh-huh. and what year they were. And we can kind of know just from what year the songs came out. <laughs> You've light up my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Sorry, I don't know why that's funny to me, but that's hilarious.
2: 1987 see your prompt a lot of you graduated in 1987 a lot of you were saying uh bon jovi never say goodbye my
1: people yeah uh i was also an 87 graduate um yeah that's not a bad one although i was never a fan of bon jovi uh yeah open arms by journey came up um garth brooks the dance that's not that's not one that i remember all that well um, I swear by all
2: for one that was big when I was in school.
1: Everything I do by Brian Adams. There's another one, yeah, from that very same era. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I had Colin, you got this one ready? This we mentioned Sea of Love. It was indeed Phil Phillips who did the original, but this this came out when I was in high school. Robert Plant did an album uh, called The Honey Drippers Volume One, and it was him kind of experimenting with the idea of being a crooner. And that Sea of Love by Phil Phillips was one of the ones that he covered. Listen to this and see if this doesn't slow dancey a little bit. I mean, perfect.
2: So I don't, I don't, um, don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. When I hear something like that, I think of my grandparents dancing.
1: Yeah. Well, they, it would have been right you around that, the, the, the original anyway, it would have been 1955, I think was, was Sea of Love. Um, so yeah, I mean, that one came out, the Robert Plant's version came out in, in like 84 or 85, uh, cause I saw him on that tour so, yeah, but it very much is. It's in that your your parents' or your grandparents' era.
2: <laughs> I love the list. 1990, Harmon uh, High School prom, Richard Mark's Hold On to the Night. <laughs> I love yes. it. Yes. Yes. Because a lot of, you mentioned roller skating. A lot of these are roller skating songs for me because I roller skated my way through the 80s and the first couple of years of the 90s. Sure. And that's where they did the couple skate. And they only required you to be skating like within the vicinity of each other. And most of us just did it so that we could keep roller skating. You didn't even hold their hand. I mean, you just
1: kind of had to stay close to them uh, on the floor. And boy, were you right. I mean, uh, all of the ones that are coming in now are from that era from 1984 to 1990. Rod Stewart's, have I told you lately that that I love you? Sticks, babe, which was actually predated that by a little bit. Uh, a lot of people are mentioning Chicago, the Chicago Seventeen album, which was used as the soundtrack for the movie. Uh, oh, what was it? I was going to say "Endless Love," but that's not what it was. Uh, "Summer Lovers" with Peter Gallagher. Uh, that was one of um, uh, D- Daryl Hannah's first big appearances on film, and that Chicago Seventeen album was used as, as the soundtrack for that. So, yeah, it had a lot of those kind of of you know couple skate songs to them.
2: Someone's offended. I was an 87 baby, not graduate.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what's yours then? By all Got means. It. I mean, throw, <laughs> throw in a couple because that's what we're looking for is kind of the newer ones. Let's see what Jim and KCK is going to have in for us. Hey, Jim. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Hi. Uh, from the disco era, the Commodores, what comes what's to it? mind? Well, another breakup song, Sail On. That one and three times the lady? Oh, of course. Yes. Uh-huh. And, you know, maybe a little bit not quite so romantic would be easy like Sunday morning. Sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Again, same feel to it. Excellent job. Um. Yeah. And that was another one of those that was kind of funny because they would. They would use Sail On for couple skates, and it's like that's mm-hmm. the biggest kiss-off song I've ever heard. If you listen to the lyrics, he's telling mm-hmm. her, I, I don't want you anymore either. Get out.
2: That's like somebody just said When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars. Yeah. That's a... I did you wrong and you fell in love with somebody else and now I regret it
1: song. Yep. That's, it It might be pretty, <laughs> but it's not a I love you song. What was the police song that everybody thought was so romantic until Sting said, no, that's a stalker song. Uh, every Breath oh. You Take.
2: Oh, yeah. You'd have to listen to the lyrics a little bit to know that. Yeah. And,
1: and it is absolutely, it's creepy. I mean, if you read and, and you really pay attention to the lyrics, it's a very creepy song. Can I get Reasons I, by Earth, Wind and Fire? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, we we, we can get into some more of these coming up. We've got some more calls coming in. And yeah, by all means, keep them coming on the text line. Benny and the Jets? Dude, that's not the Elton John song I was talking about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep pulling these, though. We'll play more of these coming up here in KMBZ. So we don't really slow dance much anymore. But we really have affection for the songs that we used to slow dance to.
1: (laughs) A lot of it. Yes, indeed. And uh, so we're going over some of the favorites, a lot of them coming in on the text line. Um, and some of them fit some of them. I'm not so sure you could slow dance to Yes, yeah, Somebody mentioned uh, that song by extreme. Um, oh, I, I put it on our thread, too. So I wouldn't forget. And now I forgot. Oh yeah, more than words by extreme. Yeah. And it, it it absolutely has the right feel to it. It absolutely is a love song. The problem is it's got a bizarre time signature to it. So it's almost if you're really dancing, it's almost impossible to dance to. If you just want to kind of sway back and forth, yeah, then it's fine. But yeah, it, it kind of trips you up a little bit. Let's see what Mike in Blue Springs has for us. Hey Mike. Hey, how you doing? Doing all right. What do you think? Uh Chain of Melodies by the Righteous Brothers. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it it worked in uh, in Top Gun, right? Yep. <laughs> All right, Mike. Thanks. Yeah, that's like I said. That's another one that is. It's actually a breakup song, but it's pretty.
2: It's clear that we don't really listen to the lyrics of songs. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm looking at what the text like. Like they're pretty and they sound nice, but we don't actually care what they say.
1: Yep. Um, Dance to them anyway. Oh yeah. Well, uh, somebody just mentioned the the uh, the Billy Joel one, just the way you are. Mm-hmm. Th- th- that was everybody's wedding song. Like, that was everybody's first dance at the wedding. His husband and wife was, mm-hmm. yeah, don't gotta change it. I mean, b- because it's supposed to be that kind of, you know, long-term relationship sort of ode.
2: Again, I'll come back to, if you just like slow dancing, is there anywhere to just go? I mean, I know of a few places in town... I, I went through a ballroom dancing phase at one point. Mm-hmm. And so I, I learned some of those places. But if I, if you wanted to go now, I don't know where I would tell you to go.
1: Yeah, because mm-hmm. all, all the dance clubs are all oots, oots, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh...
2: There are places where you can take lessons. Those exist. And I can think of a, like, is Touche still there? Somebody's gonna know what I'm talking about. On Metcalf, does that still exist? Because that was the place when I was taking lessons 10 years ago. It was a club on Metcalf, kind of known for being for the older end of the crowd. Okay although I went because I was learning. I was in my thirties and I was learning. But it was the only place I knew of that you could just that you could just always go there and dance the dances that you were learning.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I have no idea, but it seems like there should be, right? I mean, clearly all we had to do was ask people and the text line has gone nuts. So is there oh, Sam says yes, it's still there. Okay, by the way, but so, we like
2: the music do we but do you want to dance to it? Like you like the the slow dance songs and yeah. your fond memories, but would you go today? Let's I don't yeah, think so
1: um, yeah, maybe maybe not. maybe that's that's just one of those things that stays in the memory banks. If you want to jump in uh nine nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight as it always is is the uh is the number to get in it's also the number two uh, some I guess a couple of people said it's actually two pays.
2: No, it's not. It's touchees. They're being funny. Oh, okay. Because Sam, Sam
1: said that too. <laughs> I, I, uh, weird.
2: Okay, yeah. Why would no, you call it, a
1: place to pays? If you Google it, it's
2: Touche the nightclub.
1: Okay, so Touche's. Being... I
2: think is referenced to the age of some Funny of the people thing, there. I
1: got it. Okay, I'm on board now. <laughs> Forgive me for being slow. I get the joke. You just don't aren't aware of it. That's uh, all. I guess nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Yeah, keep them coming in, and uh, yeah, we'll see if we can pull a few more of these out of our memory banks uh, as as time goes on as well. And again,
2: if you know of other places to go, fill me in. Like I don't even know where to go. Um, two step. We we used to have a couple of country dance class. again pre-pandemic I knew things now I don't know things anymore. Yeah. There used to be a couple of places. One was uh Whiskey Tango and there was trouble there. Um we used to have a couple of places like that. So if you know a place There's some let us new know. place
0: on 119th. I don't remember the name of it.
2: Some country place, 119th country 119th yeah.
0: where? It's on 119th that's what okay. I know.
2: Okay. Okay. We'll figure it out. All right, uh, thanks everybody for getting here. Coming up in the next hour, a groundskeeper is in trouble for what he mowed around. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ.